Welcome to the Youngstown Penguin Football Podcast. Please give us a five-star review and follow us on iTunes or anywhere podcasts are found. On social media, our tag is Whitetown Penguin Podcast, or you could email us any questions at youngstownpenguinfootball at gmail.com. I'm your host, Sal Guayardo, former football coach at Youngstown State and, of course, an alum. Uh, I'll let my crew introduce themselves. Yeah, I'm Kurt Hess, uh, played quarterback at Youngstown State from 2009 to 2014 under Coach Haycock and Coach Eric Wolford. Uh, Dan Kopp, proud YSU alum as well, served as director of football operations from 2007 through 2014. Kyle Searle, former defensive lineman, played from 2009 to 2014, also under Coach Haycock and Coach Eric Wolford. All right, guys. We're under 100 days away. We're actually 84 days away from kickoff, uh, which is still a little way too early, but it's never too early to make predictions, especially with the schedule out and times are now out. So in this episode, we'll just go over overall our predictions, how many losses we think we're going to have, the biggest games of the year, uh, what we think about the schedule, time slots, and what are the advantages and disadvantages of this season. Uh Starting off, just looking at the schedule and going down the the row here, uh, we start with Valparaiso at home on a Thursday night at Ohio State, Robert Morrison at Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois at South Dakota, Illinois State, Missouri State at Indiana State, uh, home against the defending champs, South Dakota State, and away at the conference's newest member, Murray State. A uh, couple of notes before we dive into it. Uh, take note that both North Dakota and North Dakota State, both losses for us last year, are not on our schedule as a pro. Uh, as a con, the South Dakota State reigning champions are on our schedule, and so is the always tough Northern Iowa. Um Quick question before we dive in for everyone around the table. As we all know, um, I think we all know we're not billionaires, so I guess on a realistic scale, if we were all in Vegas today and Vegas had Youngstown State at a 3.5 loss under over, over being you think we'll lose four games or more, under meaning you think we'll lose three games or less, uh, starting with you, Kurt, how much money would you put it on and what side of the table would you be on, under or over? i got two daughters. I'm going to take 100 bucks there, and that's it, nothing more. And I'm going to take the over on the losses. i got four losses. i got us going seven and four. Dan? I got us under. I got us under. I, I like the team this year. Sir, originally I looked at the schedule and uh, I was with Kurt. I thought, you know, it was going to be close to that three and a half. But after reviewing it and seeing some some things that I liked, I have them under. Go. <laughs> I feel like I should work at Vegas the way I just picked three and a half like that. <laughs> I mean, I broke it down and all right, dude. Let me say, let me say this: I have them at eight and three. But if we were in Vegas right now, I would put zero dollars on it because. I feel like there is a fourth loss in there. I just don't know who it is. And you guys know as Youngstown State, there is a team and there's a game on there that we're not expecting 
to lose like the Missouri State of last year. So that would be interesting. But anywho, looking at the schedule before we dive in, biggest game of the year, where do you kind of have highlighted, circled um, as, you know, this is kind of going to be the game that makes a difference in the season, uh, starting with you, Kyle. So I have two games um, circled here. I have Northern Iowa and South Dakota State, obviously. Um, you know, Northern Iowa traditionally is always a, a tough opponent for, for the Penguins. And then you have the defending national champs at home towards the end of the season. Great measuring stick to see how you guys uh, see how the team stacks up against the rest of the country and hopefully heading into the playoffs. What do you think, Dan? You know, I, I like Kyle's games there. Obviously, those are big games. But I think the Northern Iowa is the one I would pick. Uh, you guys have all been out there. It's been a place we haven't won at in a long time. So I think that's going to be the one that's kind of the barometer for us. You know, big road game, conference road game. If we can go out there and get that one, get that win, I think it kind of sets the table for the year, gives those guys some confidence. So if I had to pick one, I agree with Kyle. South Dakota State is is the measuring stick right now. But I like that Northern Iowa game is going to be huge, and, and I like our chances there. That, that's what sets up the season for me. Curdy. Yeah, I think it's uh, just to be straight up about it. I think it's that Indiana State game, November fourth. Um, not only is that a not a very fun trip for us, but I believe we'll be in the thick <laughs> of it. So if we're sitting mm-hmm. there at six and two, traveling to Terre Haute, Indiana, uh, against a team who you know year in and year out, you're not really sure what you're going to get in Indiana State. Um, with right after that, you got a home game against the the defending national title game. So. You know, call it a trap game, call it whatever you want. But if we're sitting six and two right there in the playoff hunt and we're not paying attention and we don't have a fun trip in Terre Haute, Indiana, it's one of those ones where they might be looking to knock us off right before we go play the Jackrabbits. And next thing you know, yeah. we lose two out of Is the last he- three and we're seven and four, six and five, you know. And, and I mean, that's that's the end of the year right there. That's tight. That's a trap game. like that. And speaking of Terry Hope real quick, and I was just telling Cyril this, uh, they actually cannot host the Super Regionals in baseball because they don't have a hotel available within uh, distance this weekend, which is a shame. But I believe they're going to have to travel. Uh, Maybe it's to Texas Christian or elsewhere, but uh, that just kind of tells you how bad the trip is. (laughs) That's an understatement, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I hate to echo uh, the other two, but I also have Northern Iowa on there. I have that as a game that uh, it could go either way. It's really a toss-up, and it's 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 kind of be our intro game coming off a of bye week into um, the conference play. But if we're in, I hate to call it, you know, call it that we're in the playoffs on week four, but I don't see how we could screw it up from there. If we lose, yeah, we could still be in, but I think we may end up in the same position we were last year where we're kind of a bubble team crossing our fingers. So it would be nice to just go there and win and not have to worry about it. Um, we talk, Dan and I have talked about this all the time, but uh, game times at home games, and Dan, you could tell me if I'm wrong, I believe that is in Youngstown State's control as far as what time to start the games. Um, what are your thoughts, Dan, on, on the game times? And if you could change them, what would you have done? 
you know, I, not saying speaking for the university, I believe it's there's some you know, a call for, say, the athletic depart, department to make those times. Uh, I don't know if the conference has changed that. I've never been a big fan of the one week it's 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock. I, you know, that's just my personal thing. I think for the players, obviously, Kurt and Kyle, and from a coaching standpoint, Sal, you could look at that noon kickoff. If they were all noon, and I get the night game, the opener Thursday night, that's that's a great time, a great day of the week. Uh, it, it goes back to the old days. Trestle would do that. But I like noon kickoffs. Um, or pick a night game in October at 6 is good. But if, if you know, gosh, if I was <laughs> had a call on that, I'd say noon every Saturday. Uh, it kind of yeah. makes it tougher for the visiting team flying into town. they got to wake up, eat, and play a game. So to be brief, I like those 12 o'clock kickoffs, 12.05, whatever you have. And it, it makes it easier for our fans, too. Yeah, I, I had the same thing. And keep in mind, we're the only team of an yeah. Eastern time zone. So that's yeah. like an 11 a.m. kick for everybody else. Yeah. Um, and then not only that, the, well, I had kind of, you know, September night games because, you know, it's not too cold yet. You could get that. And then the rest, I have noon games um, uh, with the new Big Ten contracts. Uh, the big noon Saturday on Fox, it, it's still a thing, but with NBC at night and CBS and I guess what I'm driving at is Ohio State's not going to be at noon now anymore. They're going to be at 3.30, 8 p.m. And, of course, that's a time slot we're always trying to avoid running up against. Uh, what do you think about it, Kirk? Yeah, I, I personally, as a player, I think it was easier to just to get up and, and play, you know, go through your team meal and go through any, any pregame rituals that you had to go through and get out there and play. I think if you played at 6 or 7 o'clock, uh, you got a lot more time to think about the game. But, you know, on the other hand, I will say Northern Iowa, when we beat them at home in 2012, we had a loud crowd at night, and it was cold, it was rainy. And if you're going to come with that kind of home field advantage – I'll play at six or seven o'clock if, if, if we're going to have that kind of hype stadium. So uh, depends what Youngstown, you know, depends what the community's bringing to us. Um, yeah. What do you think about it, sir? So I, I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade both of these these gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I I personally love playing under the lights. Seven thirty kicks. I I love it and within reason like big games big big rivalries I, I love the the night game atmosphere um i don't love the night game versus valparaiso because it's valparaiso and you know i think that think so. if if that game goes the way that we think it's going to go and how we have traditionally played them in the past they're going to be playing in an empty stadium in the second half and i that's not fun um but would I would love to see hosting – if we're going to have two night games, I would love to see the defending national champs come in here and play a later kick, like a 5 or a 6 p.m. kick, and put them under the lights and, and let the boys shine. Well, let me say this about the, the Valpo game. It's Thursday, which means obviously it has to be at night. We all played a Friday night game when we went to Michigan State, and – to start the season on a Thursday slash Friday, I don't know about y'all, but that was awesome because we basically had Saturday off to just relax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I agree with you that starting the season at, with a night game is fun on a Thursday, <laughs> Friday. 
I just don't like the team that we're doing it against. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it understood. It kind of it's unique to our area for five quick seconds because it's it sets up only kind of in a Youngstown way. It's there's fairs going on and all this, and that Thursday game was like YSU's night to kick off to kind of be the big game in town, and then it leads into high school ball. But so it's kind of that oddity mm. we have in a sense, but. It, it, people get excited for that game, but I agree with both you, all three of you guys, what you said there. It could go either way, but those earlier kicks are always always better, I think, logistically. Hey, Sal, if I could yeah. chime in to add in on Searle's point, um, the most amount of game – and Sal, you know this, and Coach, you know this, like the most amount of game planning that goes in you know, all through training camp is probably going towards that week one game. <laughs> and to Searle's point, if we're putting hours and hours and hours into beating Valparaiso, like, but when we played there, we're playing Penn State in 2010 and we're playing yep. these games week one, that's going to give us our best chance to win those games yeah. when all of a sudden now you got a short week in week two and you go to play Ohio State and you've got two or three days again. Now, I know the coaches are doing their, their due diligence yeah. before that, probably watching film and breaking down some things. But, like, to Searle's point, I do not want to play that game on Thursday week one. I'd rather play against mm-hmm. the Big Buck week one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And just one more note on, on game times, and I know Searle said the night games. Uh, as a player – understood but remember as a fan that ice castle and the way the wind blows in late october mm-hmm. it gets real and i know sir watches you know from his fancy press box he, he has so he doesn't okay. he doesn't uh, know okay. it gets cold man that's <laughs> blue collar florida guys man I, I don't know about the night kicks but anywho kyle's all up right. there with all the big the big ones the big big the big that's guys. right moving up <laughs> Well, I think we touched on this, but just say real quick around the table before we go down, just overall regular season record. I have us going eight and three by my predictions. Um, Kurt, I think you said seven, four, seven and four. Uh, Dan, eight and three. I got these boys at nine and two. Holy cow. Wow. Well, now I'm interested. Yep. We can get into it. So here we go. Uh, Going down one game at a time. Again, I'll say the the name of the game and just real quick, we'll say win or loss and then we'll recap it. Uh, 7.30 on a Thursday night, uh, Valparaiso comes into the Ice Castle. Uh, Valparaiso was 5-7 last year. Um, I have us winning big. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a a big win there. That's a W. Well, one thing to note on that before we uh, move to the next game, they last year opened, well, they played Illinois State on week two, and they lost 21-28. So to Searle's point, I hate for that to be uh, not going the way they can, but I just think those guys stink, and I think we're way better than Illinois State is. Any more comment on Valpo? No, sir. Nope. Nope. All right, moving on. Uh, I know there was a lot of rumors about being an NBC night game, so everyone was kind of disappointed that we ended up a 12 p.m. Big Ten network kickoff against what is sure to be a top five Ohio State team. Uh, I have this being a huge loss. I'm just going to agree with you there. Big loss uh, going into the horseshoe. 
12 p.m. You know, Ohio State expecting to do a lot of things in the in the country, making a run for the CFP. So I, I just don't think our our scholarships are going to stack up with theirs. Glenn Lasker. Yeah, I, I I think it's going to be a loss for sure. I think our only saving grace here is if we can get the ball downfield, if we can make some big plays, they're breaking in a quarterback. You know, it's not like they have a proven quarterback like they've had for however many years. I know they don't pan out in the NFL, but they've had good collegiate quarterbacks. So maybe maybe we keep it tight. Maybe he struggles for a little bit. And I don't know, 31-17, 31-14. I think Kurt has a really good point. I, I think it's going to be a tough loss for us. I don't. I think it's going to be closer than most people think. But Kurt's got a good point. New quarterback. Hey, you never know what could happen. Uh, the biggest thing I have of that game: let's come out of it healthy. If it if it gets a little bit out of hand, I remember back in 07, 08, I think 08 more. We got beat up pretty bad in that game, and it just it, it hurt the rest yeah. of the way. So. We're playing them at the right time of the year, but it's going to be a tough, a tough one for us. But you know, just be healthy. Get out of that game healthy. Yeah, that's the that, yeah, that's the biggest point I would agree with too. Is no injuries and just let's see some production one way or the other from the team. See some good things heading into the con- uh, conference slate after Robert Morris. I'll tell you my two cents on it real quick. On Ohio State is, I know we especially since Wolford took over. I feel like we go into these Michigan State, uh, Pittsburgh, Kentucky. We go in to want to win, and and that's the right attitude to have. However, I think Ohio State is – the talent and the level is just so much better than a Pittsburgh that I don't think we can hang. And what honestly makes me nervous, to be transparent, last time we played them – the head coach on the other sideline was very um, um, gracious and respectful to Youngstown State, as we all know, the Jim Trussell. And now Jim Trussell's not on the other side of the sideline. Uh, luckily, Doug Phillips and a couple guys on our sidelines are Buckeyes, so I, I feel like they will be respectful to those guys. Um, but that's the only thing that, that worries me is the talent is just it's, – it's, it's on a different level. Um, Everyone's good. We move on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, sir. So if so far, so far, everyone's one and one and one, one and one. Uh, 2 p.m. Robert Morris comes to Youngstown State on September 16th. I have it as a huge win. Yep, I have a big win as well. This is for Elkins and you, Sal. This is Jameis Winston eating W's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a W. <laughs> W for us. <laughs> that's that's a W. How, I can't. How do you follow that one? But that's a W hey. for, for the Penguin. Yeah, go to, Robert go to Morris Elkie. went. My guy Elky. How's Elky? <laughs> Robert Morris went zero and eleven last year. Did not win a game. So whatever we lost, whatever we beat Valparaiso by, we should be able to double it against Robert Morris. That should be no brainer. Uh, then we have a bye week, which is probably. I don't want to say a good spot for it, but we have a nice bye week before what the majority of us are calling the biggest game of the season at Northern Iowa. Um, they have probably one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Theo Day um, coming back, and they are a top 25 team, so we will be heading to the Uni Dome for a 2 p.m. kick. Um, 
I personally have this as a very, very close loss. I don't know if, if we can go there and win. Um, not saying that we are better than them, but it is a very difficult place to win. I have this as actually a, a close win for us um, because of the bye week, because you have two weeks to prepare. Uh, you do have maybe an extra week to get healthy. I hate that the bye week is early in the season like this, but it is a huge advantage to get it right before a team such as Northern Iowa, especially for a road trip and getting some players healthy. Maybe people got banged up at the at the horseshoe a couple weeks prior to that. Yeah, I got this as a loss. Um, historically, I think we hit one loss before we go on runs, and I think that this is our loss to go two and two. If we don't turn the ball over, we can win this game. If we turn the ball over, we'll lose. We'll go two and two, and then we ramble off, and the rest of the, we'll go over the schedule. But I think this is what kind of – kicks us into gear and, and, and winning football games and playing good ball. I got us winning this one. Uh, like Kyle, the buy, you know, it seems like we always get the buy early in the year. It would be better, if, obviously, if we had one later in the year because the conference is just brutal. But I, I think this is the year we do it. You know, we got, you know, quarterback situation, a guy back with a lot of experience. We've got some skill around him. I think our D-line from what spring ball – looked like our defense is there but you know we've we've been close there so many times i think this is when we get it but kurt had a great point we got to go out there and play we don't have to play perfect but we got to play yeah. really good but I, I i think this is it i think this is the year we get it I, this is we're due for this one i i like it and Donnie, just, this is the one i like it let me play devil's yeah. advocate to it um you know we're looking at our schedule here i just brought up northern iowa's schedule they have a bye week the same week we do. So they're going to be coming off a bye week at home versus us. But I still want to, I want to see these boys go in and like we, we established early in the show, this is, this is the make or break game for us. Like this, this is going to set the season, the, the rest of the season for the, the conference and how well we're going to stack up. Yeah, if I could jump on that real quick, cause you guys, all three of you brought up really good points going back to that year, 2012, the night game. We had a weather delay in that one, right? Yeah. We had one at yep. Pitt. Remember at Pitt, we had the delay and then came back, yep. sellout crowd, but we had the bad storm. I don't think a lot of people, even though we beat Pitt, were like, ah, oh, it's Northern Iowa. And we, you guys showed up and that was it. I think that's kind of what this season sets up for with these guys. You know, we're, we've got experience coming back too. And I think this is the year they get it. I do. No doubt if we beat them, this will be a special season. So, Kurt and I have them at 2-2, two and two, and Dan and Sterl have us at 3-1 and one so far. Uh, moving on to the next game, uh, we have Southern Illinois at home, 6 p.m. game. I believe that is homecoming at the Ice Castle. They, too, have a really, really good quarterback at Nick Baker, who's got 50-plus uh, touchdown passes so far in their career. Uh, they're ranked top 20. I believe they're number 20 so far in the preseason. And just last year, they went into Northwestern and beat them. And they have 14 starters uh, returning. So they are pretty locked and loaded, and they just beat Northwestern, who's uh, – they're an FBS power team, but I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're Ohio State either. Uh, so take that as it is. Um, I have us 
winning this game. Um, very close. And, yeah, I, I have us winning the game. And, again, they have a really, really good quarterback, and our defense is really going to have to show up and shut him down. I, I think at home we can. Yeah, I have this game as a close win as well. At home, at night, um, you know, offense and defense are going to need to play some complimentary ball. Uh, special teams will probably be the deciding factor in this game. I mean, super cliche, but that's probably what it's going to come down to. Yeah, I think this is going to be a win. I think this is going to be the biggest win probably of our regular season. Yeah, this I have this as a, you know, almost a, a pick, so to speak, Sal, on your Vegas uh, tip there. But I think we we get it. But I will put this asterisk in there. How between Ohio State by week at Northern Iowa, we've got to have that luck of being healthy. If we come back with the wrong kind of guy out, that that might sway that pick, but I think the roll is we're, we're on that roll by then. Yeah, and and one thing that just to, again not not to keep talking about this quarterback, but um, Davidson, who, who's he's a really good quarterback. We haven't had a really good quarterback throw the ball downfield since. Davidson, I don't want to say since Kurt has. <laughs> but Davidson, he is really good, and this conference is so loaded with quarterbacks that he, by default, might have to be the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the conference because they, these guys, they just got so many quarterbacks. And I'm talking about in the country or all in one conference. But uh, anywho, uh, moving on again, I, I, I mean, Searle's got us almost undefeated, man, But I, and I love it. So does, so does Dan so far. And then Kurt and I have us at uh, three and two. Uh, moving on the next week, we are at South Dakota, uh, who went three and eight last year. I have us winning, and I have us actually winning big. Yeah, I have this down as, as a big win as well. Um, as long as we're healthy and we show up to play, I mean, it's still it's a road game. Road games in the Missouri Valley, always hard. So teams got to be dialed in and uh, ready to sh play. Uh, for me, this is similar to Indiana State towards the end of the year. This is not a fun trip. It's not necessarily a fun place to play. Um, I think it could go either way. It's a win for us, but, again, if we turn the ball over, it's not going to be good. Yeah, this this is kind of that trap game for me. Kurt, you kind of alluded to Indiana State, but, again, that gauntlet of Ohio State by week at Northern Iowa, back for Southern Hill, which who's always been tough for us. I, this is, I, I haven't decided on this one yet, not to ride the fence, but it's a horrible place to play. I mean, you're playing in a basketball arena. I think they've made some improvements. They might've put some suites out there. I haven't been out there since it's been a number of years, but this one scares me a little bit. What'd you say, Kurt? You said win or loss? Uh, I said win. Win and then Dan's man. on the fence. Yep, I hate predictions, <laughs> I man. You, come on, you can't do come that. On. <laughs> come on, it's the way too early picks. Anywho, um, all right, moving on. We then host Illinois State, who was a uh six and five 
Last year, as I mentioned, one of those six wins was a touchdown win over Valpo. Um, and one correction, that is actually our homecoming game. The Southern Hill is the football alumni game. Uh, so Illinois State coming to the Ice Castle, homecoming, 2 p.m. kickoff. I have us winning, but I have us winning very close. I feel like Illinois State always has seven foot, hundred pound receivers that just run up and down the field, and it's very hard to shut down their pass game. So it will not be easy, but I do have us winning. Yeah, I just I have this as a win as well. Homecoming. Um, hopefully, the boys don't get distracted with all the you know the festivities happen that week on on campus. But this should be a win. This is going to be a win, and I spoke with Andre Barbosa this past week about Illinois State, and we both have very little respect for their defensive backs, so this is going to be a win. Ooh, I like that. Well, I have it as a win, too. I, I like it. The only thing I don't like about this game is that 2 p.m. kickoff. Well, you know, kickoff at 12.05, but I, I like I got a win like you guys do. Okay. And then right after, I'm sorry, go ahead, Dan. Oh, no, I'm good. And then right after, I'm titling it as the revenge game. Yep. Missouri State comes to the Ice Castle at 2 p.m. And I still remember I was going to go last year to Springfield. And Dan specifically told me not to, to save my money for the playoffs. So I did so. And because of that, wow. we ended up not going. Now, wow. Missouri State, keep in mind, uh, Bobby Petrino is now gone, who is now the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M, which will 100% be the storyline of college football at all levels the entire season. And for those of you who don't know how big of a deal that is, uh, Jimbo Fisher, since as far back as I remember in 2003, when he was calling plays for Nick Saban at LSU, and uh, Jamarcus Russell is quarterback. He has always called the offensive plays, and this will be the first season he, I don't want to say he was forced to give up plays, but oh, I'm, pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the boosters with a lot of oil money said, you go get someone you can trust, and then out goes Bobby Petrino um, from Missouri State, actually UNLV for two weeks, and then over to Texas A&M. But back to Missouri State, now that they have lost Bobby Petrina at the helm, I have it as a big win, and I feel we are definitely angry, and I think we're going to run the score up. I have this as a big win, similar to what you said, revenge game. Um, I, I don't know if it's gonna we're going to be in a position to run the score up because it's Missouri Valley football late in the season. Like Everyone should be dialed in and ready to play. But I have it as a big win. Big win. Big win. I, I agree. Look, coaching change, a lot of issues may be going on there at Missouri State. But we better have this as a revenge game. Mm. Interesting. Anyone else? We're all, all set. We're all, we're all in agreement. Heading into November, we are – I'm sorry – yeah, you're November. Okay, November, November 4, 1 p.m. We are at Indiana State, who was 2-9 last year. Uh, 
I have us going there and winning big. I don't know if we still take a bus. If we take a bus, uh, big might be two touchdowns, three touchdowns. If we take a flight, it could be five touchdowns. <laughs> However, I'm going to flip over to Kurt Hess because I know he's got a lot to say about this game. Called it earlier, man. It's a trap game. 24-17, three turnovers, whatever you want to call it, a couple – couple uh, lapses on the defensive secondary. I, I think this one makes me nervous more than anything. Are we going to look ahead to South Dakota or what? South Dakota State or, or are we going to take care of business? So what do you have? Oh, I, we're losing that game 24-17. Oh. I hope okay. we don't. But if we turn the ball over three times. <laughs> I hope we don't lose Ohio State either, but, you know, <laughs> I get it. I have this as a win. Just – whether the bus ride sucks, it's a five and a half hour bus ride. We sat through two weather delays in 13. It, it's a similar team um, that they had back then. And we just had our way with them through, through all that adversity that weekend. I just, you know, if we're trying to take the next step as a program, we need to go in there, get a win, handle our business. 100% agree with that. I, I think it's a win. And it's got to be that kind of mentality. This goes back 30 years we've been going out there. The trip has never changed. It's been horrible from day one. You bust there. I mean, what, what didn't we do, guys, back in the day? We, we spent a night halfway. Yeah. We did everything you could possibly Tried do everything. there. You guys remember those trips. It's a horrible place to play. It's like, without being disrespectful, it's kind of like a high school stadium. But I, I like us winning. I, I think Coach Phillips is – the mentality, I, I, I think we're, we were so close last year, obviously. This, the, we'll get this one. This this be a win. I don't even know if there's an airport to fly into if we wanted to. I, Is there? I, I don't know that. The, the, the reasoning, and I don't, I, I don't want to be long on it, is by the time you go to the bus to the airport, get on a plane, land, get off, bus Yeah, back. might as well just get on a bus yeah, and drive. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you guys played. You guys played the games. It's... It's brutal, man. It's brutal. It's it's brutal. Sal, you remember you're watching film on the way back. I mean, it's like it, it's a tough trip, but Coach Phillips will have our guys ready to go. We'll be we'll be yeah. ready. I mean, the worst part on, on that road trip is you stop for a bathroom break, and when you let a hundred guys off a bus for a bathroom break, you end up at that stop for another hour just yeah. for everyone to get back on. Yeah. And I'm assuming we're and for the listeners that don't know. Uh, we charter flight from Youngstown traditionally right into the uh, campus of where we're playing. So we will charter a flight everywhere except Indiana State. We have always taken an eight-hour bus ride the night before. Um, I, I'm assuming we're definitely going to be taking a bus to Ohio State, which is Columbus' a few-hour drive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would but that would be the only exception. But, yeah, we, we always fly on a Friday night to where we're going and we spend the night and then we wake up Saturday, play the game and we fly back on Saturday night, except for Indiana state. We will have to take a bus back. Um, so moving on, um, November 11th, uh, veterans day. There is your noon kickoff that Dan has been waiting for. Uh, but unfortunately it comes against the defending national champs, the South Dakota Jack South Dakota state Jackrabbits who have, not only do they have probably one of the best quarterbacks in the nation in Mark Gronowski, who's an All-American, they're preseason number one, 
but they have Isaiah Davis, who is the number one running back, who's definitely going to the, the NFL, and his backup is also predicted to go to the NFL. And worse than that, they have 16 returners, uh, starting returners coming back. Yes, their coach did retire. However, it's not like they brought in a new regime. They just passed the torch off. Um, I think we're going to fight this team. As Cyril mentioned earlier, it'll be a measuring stick. We're definitely going to fight them. But I do not see us winning the game. But it will definitely be a close one that we will uh, be upset after that we lost. Yeah, I have this as as a loss. Um, I I do want to see it be a close loss, um, you know, similar to what NDSU did to your point a few years ago with uh, Coach Pohl. They just passed along the the, the coaching op- responsibilities to someone that's been in the system. So these boys are locked and loaded, ready to uh, go for a repeat championship run. Yeah, I believe this is going to be a close loss uh, after the trap game loss to Indiana State on the road. We're going to come back and probably play one of the best games of the season that we've played. Um, I just don't think it's it, it's going to come down to the last possession. And, and that's happened multiple times when we were playing. It always seems like when we play these late conference games with, with a lot on the line, it's going to come down to one or two possessions there. And, and you know, like you said, Sal, they, they're a little bit star-studded over there. They got a, They got a lot of... A lot of talent and a lot of good players and and 16 returning guys out of 22 is insane yeah yeah i mean th- this this program it hasn't won as many national titles as ndsu obviously but i remember the first trip ysu well in the modern era went out there in 2008 sal remembers this i believe i i think this program is as much as anyone's been the benchmark in our conference and they're spending money out there like crazy. New stadium a couple years ago with an indoor. It's a tough. It's a tough win, no matter what. There, whether we go there or they come here, it's a tough game for us. I, I think it's tougher. We've played North Dakota State better over the years than South Dakota State. Absolutely. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. You guys remember yeah. playing them? They're, they 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 just they got it rolling. It's gonna be tough, man. It, it's they just don't make uh, mistakes. Yeah, they're. And, and it, I think it Sad. shows you what, why this conference is so tough. You know, what YSU has, which we have unbelievable facilities and everything. South Dakota State's kind of on another level out there. It, man, it's, it, it's going to be really, really tough. I, I kind of compare it to that Ohio State. Win, lose, or draw, this late in the year, mm-hmm. you got to come out of it healthy. We can't be getting, you know, the wrong guy hurt. And who knows, maybe they're coming in here that point in the year and they're beat up but it's a it's a tough one man that is a tough game yeah and i remember the game you're talking about that it was 2008 it was yep. hobo day we just got our butts beat by ohio state yep. and then north dakota state was like number two came to the ice castle we won i'm thinking we are actually good and then we went to south dakota state and they i think they beat us by more points than ohio state did they really just they ran us, us 40, out of town 40 to 8 they beat us, and we lost two quarterbacks. That well, one left after that week, and one stayed on and was beat up the rest of the year. I mean, yeah. I remember, We're... I remember leaving that place like, man, this this program just is. And that's when they had the horrible stadium, horrible facilities, but they just had different dudes, man. You guys, yeah, Kurt, Cal, you guys played against them your entire career, and yeah, uh, man, they're Before... they're loaded. They are loaded. 
you know, uh, and, yeah. and they've never done anything. They never did anything fancy. Nope. And I and I mean, Sal, you broke down the film. Sorrow, you played against them. Like they ran basic stuff. They ran basic coverage. They they played their gap really well. They and Sorrow, I think you said it. They didn't make mistakes. They let you make the mistakes. Yep. I think. <laughs> Can the, I yeah. One quick sex out real quick on this, and it doesn't mean hey, why has got guys too? Remember Coach Haycock's famous line. And Wolf would always say, we got guys, too, you know, so we don't have to take a back seat to anyone. But I remember the one year out there, their D-line come running out, and they had, like, 14 guys that looked like Kyle Searle. I'm like, man, where are you, where are you getting all these guys? And their defense yeah. coordinator said, those four guys are walk-ons. I was like, what? And, and I was like, those four guys? He's like, yeah, they got nowhere else to play out here, man, the Dakotas. Two options or you're walking on, so one that's gonna be brutal. Sorry, old school story. I'll shut up. Yeah. One saving grace that the penguins might have, and uh this is, you know, just to lay it out there is you know, sometimes your your conference schedule, it's the luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. Um South Dakota State is playing NDSU a rematch Ooh. of the title game the week before they have to make there the trip to go. Youngstown. So Little uh, key nugget right there for um, that game. See, that's why you don't make predictions, guys. Because, man, right there, <laughs> they could get just beat up like crazy, which, sadly, I hope they do before they come play up. <laughs> Kyle, tell them you yeah. were the first ever sledgehammer guy. So. I was the first, yeah, I was the first yeah. ever sledgehammer guy. That's why guy. we, Sorrel was legit. I'm done. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> and and not, thanks, not only that, but at the beginning, at the beginning of the year, Montana State is going to South Dakota State, who seems to be the number one non-Missouri Valley team in the country. So that will be a good measuring stick, not only to see how good the Jackrabbits are, but is the conference as good as we continue to claim we are? Uh, but one thing, Dan, you mentioned the 2008 quarterbacks. We're going to have to do a whole show on that because by the end of the year, I think Mark Kaneski was maybe like the six-string uh, true freshman, and he ended up. Ha- we ended up having to use him because the quarterback yeah. scenario that year. Hey, the following and year, that's a whole nother show. The following year, Kanetsky started at North Dakota State when we got the win. So that's yeah. right. That's yep. right. He threw a touchdown pass to Donald Donald Jones on the first it, it, possession. There you go. That's there right. Go. That's yeah. right. There you go. Shout out. Quick recap, though. We we all picked a loss on South Dakota State week. Yes. Yep. But we're all basically saying it's going to be closer than we it than the experts think. Kyle brought up a okay. good point. It might even be closer after they play the the Bison. For the rematch. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, last game, November 18th, 2 p.m. We are at Murray State, who is brand new to our conference. They went 2-9 last year. I'll be honest with you guys. It is very Youngstown State of us to lose a game like this. I do not feel good about it. Oh. Traveling somewhere we've never been. Um, and... Again, they're, they're new. No, they're not good. We're coming off South Dakota State, either heartbreak or we're going to have a hangover if we do win. Uh, kind of like that year we went in one to North Dakota State and Fargo and then lost to Missouri State the next year in 2011. Yep. Uh, I have the feel same jitters. I'm, I'm scared the same way. I think we're going to win only because Murray State's that bad. Uh, but I think it's going to be dangerously close. I think we're going to be pulling our hair out over it. I have this as a win. Um, the only thing I don't know anything about them. Don't know the road trip, like you said. Two and nine in a in a conference that is 
not even remotely stacked up to the Missouri Valley, they're they're going to struggle next season. Um, Penguins, go handle your business, get the W, come home, hopefully get healthy for the playoffs. Yeah, I think this is a win. Winning, we're in seven and four puts us in the playoffs. Win. I agree. It's a win. We're gonna be salty. Go down there and get a win. Which brings me to the last point, and I think we all uh, alluded to it or answered it. So after recapping and going through that entire regular season, do we make the playoffs, uh, Cyril? I I have them at nine and two. So absolutely, you're you're going into the playoffs. <laughs> um, one thing that I see in this schedule that traditionally I don't feel like I had as a player is is the the hard part of the schedules up front it's it's front loaded to where I always felt like we were playing Northern Iowa South Dakota State and NDSU late in the season and um, I don't see that on this schedule you have your Northern Iowa early and then you kind of have a little bit of a gauntlet Southern Hill South Dakota but you should win those games on paper and then you have the, the national champs late in the year. So I like the way that the schedule fell. I have them nine and two going into the playoffs, hopefully uh, making something special happen. Curry. Yeah. Seven and four, uh, a couple hiccups along the road, uh, a couple close losses, but you know, I mean, that word gauntlet is kind of what we keep coming back to every year. And, and sometimes I think that that battle tested gauntlet, Makes you a better team, so hopefully we're playing our best ball by the end of the year. Uh, tough to do against South Dakota State at the end of the year, but go down to Murray State, a team that's never played in the conference, and show them what the conference is all about, get a decent seed, and, and go on the road somewhere in the playoff and um, play somebody out of conference that you can, you know, run the ball against and play good defense against and, and um, you know, show them how good, you're, how, how good you've become through that gauntlet and, and through that battle-tested schedule. Yeah, I, I like us in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I I got us in the playoffs. I I think their veteran players are their leaders and some of their best players. You know, in this conference, and, and you know, Kurt and Kyle. By the time those guys were juniors and seniors, they had been through it. They were some of the best leaders on the team, and we won. And I think that's kind of what Coach Phillips's team is setting up for. The quarterback is one of their leaders. He's a vet, been around a long time. They got some sure. defensive guys, same situation. Uh, but And if we got to go on the road, much like it was six, seven years ago, this our conference prepares them for anybody. So I like it. I, I really do think this is the year we, we, we get over that hump. Yeah, that was, that was Wolf saying, all we got to do is get in. All we got to do yep. is get in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Now – one thing, and I have us in as a, a bubble, and I have us barely getting in. I really think there's a fourth loss in there that I don't know where it is. One thing to note, and I don't even know if you heard of this, Dan, but uh, I mentioned that the uh, playoff committee was meeting um, late last month, and one thing they did decide when they are talking about playoff expansion, changing the rules, one rule they did change, um, as we spoke about on the last show, the way it works is in the first round, whoever buys more tickets is the home team, which is more times than not the team of the larger stadium. We saw that not happen for North Dakota. Um, and as they met this offseason, they have decided they will seed the first 16 teams of the 24 uh, teams that make it. 
Therefore, we are not guaranteed that first round home game this season. We, uh, if we're not ranked in the top 16, we will have to go on the road, uh, potentially all the way to Frisco, which is going to be very difficult. Well, I, I, I kind of find that hard to believe, but you guys would know better than me on that at the moment. Uh, call it the way it is, the NCAA at this level, you know, they're the, the money for the playoff games is important. They probably have changed that rule a little bit, rightfully so, or maybe not. But I, I don't know. That would surprise me a little bit. But who knows? But I, I, if we're a team that's eight or nine wins, man, I shoot, we better be ranked pretty darn high. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. our, if we go eight and three or nine and two, where do you guys think we'll be ranked? I mean, we, we got to be a team up there in the top be ten or twelve, yeah. right? Yeah. I. Yeah, I, I, I sure hope so. Dan, just a, I mean, it was a big deal was North Dakota was going to purchase over $120,000 worth of tickets and Weber State can only picture, purchase, I think, 40. Anyway, they end up leaving about $80,000 on the table by making North Dakota travel, uh, which was very strange. And Where's they, Weber at? I should notice, but I don't. Where's Weber State at? You guys know? I don't want to say Idaho, maybe. Check it up. You got it, Cyril? It's not, like, terribly far from North Dakota, but it's not relevant, you know? It, yeah, it no, wasn't just, a huge travel disadvantage. Yeah, just, yeah, that's curious, but. But I don't know if it's indoor or outdoor, and I know North Dakota is. Weaver or Weber? Weber. It's pronounced Weber. We- oh, pronounced Weber. Weaver. With a B. Dame Lillard. Damian Lillard. I got the Florida accent. It's in Utah, Ogden, Utah. Utah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's not a fun Shout trip. out Mark Pratt. Shout out Mark Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. That's not easy yeah. to fly to. Pratt. Part of that online. Yeah. yeah. But wrapping up, there's one thing I wanted to ask y'all that I sort of skipped over. Uh, and I think Cyril hit on one of it was advantages and disadvantages of overall in the schedule. Um, in my opinion, I think one huge advantage is Southern Ill is at home. Um, I think if we go there, that's a loss. And being at home, I think, is a huge swing, and I call it a win. Disadvantage, I mentioned already, going from South Dakota State to Murray State. I feel like Murray State, we're just going to chalk it up as a win, and we're going to show up flat, and I don't feel good about that. I have Curdy. Go, Curdy. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing that I really think of here is, is I, I agree with you, Sal, Southern Illinois being at home is huge for us. But then the away game – at Indiana State, before South Dakota State's the one that concerns me. So, whether similar to Murray State, it's just happening before, in my opinion. I have uh, Northern Iowa off the bye as my advantage game, and then as advantage as a whole, not playing North Dakota State in North Dakota, and you have there's half there's half of the the conference powers right there. In th- in those two teams, so you gotta you gotta get Northern Iowa, uh, South Dakota State, and then you gotta come out of that Southern Hill home game. So, um, a lot of advantages for this for this uh, schedule I see for the Penguins. Damn, that's why Kyle was the first ever sledgehammer guy. He's I agree a thousand percent. That's it. That's why he was a, a beast. But uh, in all honesty, yeah, there's no doubt 
that Northern Iowa game to play at two, I think is good. I've, we've gone out there before and played them at night, I believe, or later yep. in the day. And that's Kurt and Kyle both alluded. Sal, you did as well. You got to wake up. You're flying out to, I think they may charter into Waterloo, Iowa now. I don't know that or, or close. And, but if you got to wake up, you guys know you're waking up and you're having half a meal and then going back to your room. Then you got to eat a pregame meal at one and then go play. I think that's great. Our guys can get up, get a little walk in, walk through, eat, and go to the Uni Dome and play, and and go get a win there. If that was a later game, that that's brutal. And you know, yeah, not playing the, the North Dakota schools obviously always helps. So, but I like I think the Northern Iowa game. The time is is what I see as a a really good advantage for us. Absolutely. Any last uh, comments on the, the way too early predictions? I know we're 84 days away. As we get closer, we'll have better predictions. But as far as uh, we are now here in June 8th, are we any any last comments anyone wants to make about the way too early predictions? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. confident with these boys this year. All right. Well, I'll, we'll see if the Penguins go seven and four, eight and three, or potentially a nine and two, as Cyril uh, Darley thinks they will. Uh, one last thing, as we like to recognize a Youngstown State Penguin, uh, mostly in the coaching profession, our former head coach Eric Wolford, uh, who was with us for some years, uh, he has recently reached an agreement on his extension as offensive line coach at Alabama. He joined Alabama last year, uh, did a phenomenal job, um, and just to kind of with a measuring stick, he left Kentucky, and you could see Kentucky's offensive line after he left last year compared to Alabama's offensive line was uh, night and day. So you could see the great work he's doing there, which really got him a $925,000 a year um, uh, I want to say raise, but that's what he's getting each year. And he's now extended there until 2024. Congratulations to Eric Wolford, who I know we all uh, know and love and wish him the best of luck over there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, again, please be sure to follow us and give us a five-star review. Uh, on social media, I'm going to turn it over to Kurt real quick as he has an announcement as he runs our social media page. Uh, yeah, social media has been great lately. Uh, got over 100 107 followers currently. We're at Y-Town Penguin Podcast on Instagram. Uh, not really posting a whole lot on Facebook and staying off of Twitter for now, so we're going to keep it to Instagram. Uh, just wanted to do some confirmations of, of things that we wrapped up this week. I know Searle reached out to Derek Rivers. Uh, Rivers. Rivers will be on with us in a couple weeks. Uh, Derek Rivers, obviously, I think he's in his fifth or sixth year. He was a third-round pick by the Patriots, right? First uh, second-round pick. It was, he well, was, their first pick. He was I'm their sorry, first, yeah, first pick, pick in the second round. He was round. their yep. first pick. In the second or third round, okay. Um, yeah, so Rivers is coming on. Searle's tight with him still, even uh, probably because Searle was the last person in college to start over Derek Rivers, mm. uh, just for the record here. Uh, also, we're going to have uh, Donald Delisio coming My on in a couple weeks, obviously, Super Bowl champion, Cardinal Mooney boy. Um, you know, I think in terms of Cardinal Mooney people, he's number two behind Marky Brandenstein for all of us. Um, but he'll be wow. coming on in a couple weeks. Uh, I love Donald. We talked to him. Uh, yeah, so give us a follow. If you have any feedback for us, like I, I've connected with so many alumni over the last like two weeks, just giving shouts out and to people who I haven't talked to. Um, you know, I love hearing from people. Give us some feedback. You know, 
some people, if you want to, you know, call in sometime or, or you know, give us your two cents, like let us know. We'll, we'll give you a shout out here on the podcast. But definitely a good way to connect during the week in between episodes. And message him any questions or comments, and we'll, we'll mention it on the episode. And sure. another guest who just committed is uh, Patty, our uh, conference commissioner of Missouri Valley Conference, will also uh, be a guest. But one one last thing to mention, Kurt, and for all of you who know, we have a phenomenal bookstore with great merchandise on campus. However, for those of you who do not live in Youngstown, like Kurt and myself down here in Florida, uh, I know the online website for the school is really terrible. Uh, so through the IG page, I think, Kurt, you're going to post something? Yeah, uh, so I just went back and checked. I know we talked to Alvy. Cyril and I talked to Alvy, uh, equipment manager at YSU, uh, at the spring game. He's going to be doing a couple more stores. It's a bsnsports.com thing that he does, and they do, like, officially licensed gear. So, I mean, there's some Nike. There's some Under Armour Jordan stuff. I think Cyril's got some on right now. The store recently just closed June 6th, but I know that he's mentioned opening up a couple for the year. So anytime something pops up during the summer um, or anything during training camp or right before training camp, for sure, we're going to share it. Uh, hit that link and, and buy yourself some. That's the team-issued gear, which is pretty much what everybody wants, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. That 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 will click that a wrap. That's the Youngstown Penguin football show. Thank you for coming. I'm Sal Guardo. That's Kurt Hess. That's Kyle Searle. And that is Dan Kopp. Thank you all for tuning in.